All right, what's happening, everybody? We've got a short week, so we're going to have a Gold Faithful short. First time ever. We're going to be very quick here. No guest. Nick and I are just going to kind of shoot it. We're at the quarter pole of the season now, so we're going to grade the team, see how things looked after four weeks. And um, not great, but uh, you can always follow me on Twitter at BD Peacock. You can find Nick at Bay Area Wink on the Twitter. And, of course, subscribe, review the show. Blah, blah, all that stuff really helps. So let's get right into it, Nick. We're going to keep it short. We're going to keep it sweet here. I I don't think, I mean, one in three isn't terrible coming into the season, but I don't think it's looked as good as you or probably most 49ers fans had hoped. Right. I mean, going in, I definitely had a, a two and two prediction at this point. I definitely thought they were going to win that game against Dallas at home and you know, after midway through the second quarter, it looked like they were going to win that game and it looked like it was going to be easy. And, and, you know, three key plays in this game that really, that really brought down the 49ers uh, real quick before we, you know, look too big on the grand scheme of things, obviously Bowman going down, that changed everything. Elliot started running wild all over them. The Gabbert interception early in the fourth quarter, that should have made it 24, 21, but instead, you know, that just turned things right around on the 49ers. And then that personal foul penalty on Tart, that kept that Dallas drive alive, their first scoring drive. Those three plays were so big in that game. But but that's the game. You know, that's football. That's NFL. That's that's what we live and die with. We, we love the fact that it could just be one play that changes the entire course of a game. The Niners had all kinds of things going against them still very much in that game. They they got some some good they came out of that game as well, but I mean, losing Bowman for the season, that's just heartbreaking. That's brutal. And it's funny that you bring up one play because Torrey Smith was was uh, in front of reporters and he was asked that question about, you know, his frustration level and in, in showing and letting that show on the field. Uh, and, and he had this to say. I'm awesome mentally um, uh, happy as ever. But I mean, I was very frustrated. Um Especially after you know the the big post we missed on because that's a game changing play. You know I feel like we hit that we win the game. Yeah, I agree with him. Yeah, he's not wrong about that. Although I think he could have done a better job. I don't, the, these 49ers receivers are not helping out Blaine Gabbert, yeah. and I'm not a Blaine Gabbert fan. I don't think he should be starting quarterback for the 49ers. I don't think he should be starting quarterback for anybody. But these receivers are not really helping him out on that play. Torrey Smith. I mean, the defender makes a play on the ball. Torrey Smith does not. Right. I mean, you said it. It, That's not all on Gabbert. You look at it. Why did it take him so long to turn his head around? He was by the guy. You know, take a look. See where the ball is. He he was running, 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 running. Oh, now I'll look up. Oh, wow. It's behind me. (laughs) Claiborne just about has the ball in his hands. Yeah. And Torrey Smith still has his head down and he's running toward the the goalpost. And I'm thinking, what is he? You know, does he just not expect to be getting the ball thrown? Or That's probably it. I mean, he hasn't seen a whole lot of targets uh, this season, especially deep. You got to realize if you're Torrey Smith that Gabbert's not the greatest at throwing those deep balls, so you probably right. need to start looking more like at the 25 to 30 yard range instead of the 45 to 50 yard range down the field. Yeah, I'm with you on that, and, and it's it's just it's disappointing too because you said it. You know, Gabbert's not a starting quarterback, but we saw his greatness early on in this one. He was keeping the ball on the read option. He was accurate. He was throwing the ball downfield, and he was. It looked awesome the first quarter and a half of that football game. And let's you know, call it his uh, his goodness. Yeah, we not saw his it. greatness. I don't know. That looked pretty great. I was impressed <laughs> with him early on in that game. I was like, yeah, this is the guy. That's how that, it's supposed you know, to look. That's how yeah. an offense looks. It was amazing. 
this is an NFL quarterback running an NFL offense right here. And then no. Right. And it reverted back. I mean, he was kind of hanging out, hanging in there, letting a, there was that crosser that they hit Gurley on or uh, Curly on. And he was not covered. So obviously right. not a, not a difficult throw, but you have to let that happen. You have to let yeah. him get open. And, and he was holding on to it. He made a great throw to Selleck, the best throw he's made as a 49er. Chip Kelly gave him a pat on the back about that throw after the game and well-deserved. But they, man, he defaulted back to what he is. And when I was I was charting the routes for Pro Football Focus this week, and man, over and over again, later in the game, the later it got, the more he was just checking down. A third and eight yeah. play, Torrey Smith's coming open on a deep in route, deep crosser. And at the same time that Gabbard is throwing the ball, checking it down on third and eight for a two-yard, three-yard pass to Carlos Hyde, who has defenders bearing down on him, he gets tackled immediately, the 49ers punt. At the same time he releases that ball is the same time Torrey Smith's route is opening up. He doesn't even have to wait any longer, so it's not a pressure situation. He just has to have – he has to see it. He has to yeah. trust his guy. He has to trust himself, and I, th- I think that's the biggest part of it. I don't think he it wants is. to throw the ball down the field. I think and you're it, right. I think that he's afraid to lose the game, and when you're afraid to lose the game, you're not going to win the game. Absolutely. It's just not going to happen. And you see it time and time again with his constant checkdowns and this and that. And you didn't see that early. You saw him pushing the ball down the field and it, it looked great. I was, oh man, to Patton. And, you know, then they're throwing down to Curly and it just, it, it looked, and he was keeping the ball. I mean, he kept it, what, like six of the first 10 times or something. Like there was some ridiculous number. I mean, maybe he kept it a little too much, but the fact that he kept the very first one made me. So excited. I was like, yes, here we go. This is what I'm talking about. He was following all of the things I was saying last week that he wasn't doing. Yeah. He wasn't accurate. He wasn't throwing the ball down the field, and he wasn't keeping the read option. He was doing all of that, and they drove the ball down the field and scored two touchdowns, and then it vanished. Yeah, the first quarter and a half, it was like, yes, this is exactly what we oh. want to see. And um, actually, this is perfect. But let's go back to Torrey Smith because he, he spoke about the passing game, and unfortunately, he has this to say about it. I mean, I've been saying since the beginning of the year, you know, our team is only going to go as far as our passing game goes. So um, we have to take pride in that and, and get it going. And uh, obviously going to be hard against a, a team like this, a solid defense like this. And, um, so I, I, that's our division. So that's the reality of it. We're going to play great defenses, you know, at least four times a year. And that's the NFL. So um, we just got to go out there and execute. And that defense he's talking about is coming up this week five matchup against the uh, Arizona Cardinals. But if the team is only going to go as far as the passing game takes them, then let's start scouting <laughs> right. college players, right? Then, yeah, I mean, we, we put it out there on Twitter uh, asking people, you know, hey, what are your thoughts of the quarter season? And uh, we, we got a great one back from anol 916 Don't say that one too fast. You get yourself <laughs> in trouble. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's a picture of Lamar Andy. Jackson hurtling, and it says, you know, 2017 quarterback, question mark, and – yeah, I mean, it's starting to look that way, right? Yeah, Andy, uh, I would love L- Lamar Jackson. Yeah. Big problem there. He's only a sophomore, not draft <laughs> eligible until 2018. So right. we're going to have to tank a couple seasons if we want Lamar Jackson. He looks like the real deal. He's going off right now. The numbers he's putting up, I mean, he's challenging all kinds of records, total touchdowns. Uh, he He's electric as a runner, too. I mean, he's still got some work to do as a passer, and we've seen that from the Clemson quarterback, too, Deshaun Watson. Uh, he's regressed a little bit. He's shown some inconsistency with his accuracy, but he throws a good ball. He's athletic. He's competitive. Um, right now, Deshaun Watson, Brad Kaya from, from uh, Miami. Uh, another guy I really like is Jake Browning from Washington, and they crushed Stanford last week. My goodness. But he's also just a sophomore. So 
2018 uh, shaping up to be a pretty good quarterback class. I mean, so much can change. And um, there's probably guys that are going to be in this 2017 class that we're not really even talking about. They aren't on the radar like Carson Wentz was last year. Nobody knew Carson right. Wentz's name last year right. at this time. So it's a long Cut. ways away to start looking at who the, the draft is such a long process. And there's some guys I like. But to be honest with you, even if we are sitting there at the number one pick, in my opinion, the guy to pick right now is Miles Garrett, Texas A&M edge rusher. I just think he's the best player in college football, the best NFL prospect, and uh, it, which is tough because this team obviously needs a quarterback. Yeah. If Colin Kaepernick's also not going to be the guy because we know Blaine Gabbard isn't the guy, and we may never see Cap at this rate. I, I just don't know. I mean, is he going to get to two twenty five? No, he can't. There's there's just no way. But this is this is it, right? I mean, short week for Gabbard. If he comes out and he looks bad again, this is. The time when you make the switch, right? I mean, I, I guess you can wait until after the bye week, this and that, but you've got 10 days until your next game. And if you're sitting at one and four, how long do you wait? You know, do you call do you call the season already? Because I think that's what you're doing if you stick with Gabbard, if, if you lose this game. I mean, things are things are leaning once again in the Niners' direction about winning this football game. You know, probably going to be no Carson Palmer last week, the 49ers, no Des Bryant going against them. You know, things are... Things are looking good for the 49ers, and they're just not capitalizing on, on these gifts that they're being given. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up about Des Bryant and the, the rookie quarterback, the rookie yeah. running back. They were at home. The, everything was lined up for them not to win this game. We talked about it last week. You know, find a nice little ledge, but don't jump off yet. And now maybe you do jump. I, I, right. And I think that's judging by all the responses we've gotten. And we've got a nice phone call from a Big Dog, who's our, our regular caller, our only caller at this point. <laughs> and it, people Got are not, people are not happy. And one, one yeah. of the one of uh, the folks on Twitter, David. I mean, he said, if you expected better than one and three, then you deserve all those feelings. And and he, I, I see where he's right. coming from with that. I mean, yeah, I, two and two. I, I would never ever ever have guessed more than two and two to start this year, just because of the two difficult road games that were on that schedule in the first four games. So the 49ers to me have only lost one game that they should have won. Right. But man, it's disappointing. It's still that doesn't change the fact that it's really disappointing. Yeah, I mean to hammer on that, you know, at four nine bloodline. It, I'm going to clean this one up a little bit. It says, <laughs> like I asked, you know, I asked everybody, how, how do you feel right now? He says, like hammered poop that was run over by a truck, then eaten, then puked back up and pooped on by an elephant, and then ran over again. I get it, man. I do. It's brutal. This is that was a tough loss. That one was the toughest loss so far this season. It was tough because they had the lead. Yeah. And they let it go. Mm-hmm. And they blew it. And they and actually uh I don't want to dwell on the the past so much, but that game um Tim Ryan, did you hear about this? Tim Ryan oh, I, on the radio call uh had a hot mic. My boy. Yeah, he had a hot mic and didn't realize it was on and after a play, this is what happened. The the, the audio kept rolling. Yeah, so he says wow. at the very end, if you didn't hear it, he said Dorsey played way better last week, and he says Mike Purcell is garbage. Get him out. So, <laughs> yeah, even the guys who are paid to be all rosy about the 49ers aren't excited about what they're seeing. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned being at home, but, I mean, there were so many Dallas Cowboys fans at Levi Stadium. Yeah, 49er fans should be a bit ashamed for selling off their tickets like that. That was they were so loud. Well, I think and it, what happened was they got quieter and or left at some point in the third quarter. Really, it was it was a it was a 
a massive switch that went off when when Bowman got hurt. Yeah, and it's so I'm so I'm I'm super bummed that Bowman's going to be out the rest of the year, and hopefully he can come back at all. Because I mean, a brutal ACL injury that took forever to really heal, and he was kind of not 100. percent He wasn't quite as explosive, but he was still such a great player and instinctive, and still I mean, it was night and day when he was out of the ball game. Right, and w- as soon as he left the game. Boom, boom, boom. Zeke Elliott was just gouging the 49ers with runs right right in the area where Bowman would have been. As you should. That's what you do when you're, you know, you're going up against an opponent and you spot a weakness. You, you go, you, you know, drill it home. And, and man, for Dallas's credit, they definitely did that. But hey, real quick, I'm so glad that Aikman and Buck brought this up because I was yelling at the TV. How many times could left tackle Chaz Green fall start? How many times? Uh, that was baffling. Dude, I have no happened, idea. It happened 10 times. Yeah, they never called it. At least seven times they did not call it. Oh, it was making me so angry. And I was like, yes, yes, they're, they're, they even showed a replay. Like, it was so bad. It was so blatant. <laughs> that, that was that was odd. Oh, that was very oh. odd. It's, yeah, it's uh, that's crazy. Um, Before we move on from these tweets real quick, I, yeah. I got a couple more I got. Yeah, let's go. Uh, at, at Magali, too, he, he hopes Bowman can make a comeback from the latest injury. Obviously, you know, we, we feel the same way. That's a guy... That, you know, the 49ers are, oh, man, that's – talk about cutting off the head. You know, that's that, that's it right there. Or the mm-hmm. heart, if you will. Yeah, both, yeah. Of the team. Uh, Dejawa, he uh, says, how's our number one draft pick chances looking for next year? Yeah. Again. Yeah. Not not the best. Uh, I think we had one more here. We have a couple more I've got here. Let's see. Oh, you we, got a couple more? Yeah, we had um, – uh, Charles says, 2-14, and 14, wondering – who that last win will be? He's he's projecting oh. he's projecting one more win for the rest of the season. Uh, looking at the schedule, man, I mean the 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 schedule gets so much better after week five, and I see some winnable games there. A two and fourteen team really, I mean, heads have got to roll. I, I don't I don't think you can pay Chip Kelly to not be around. And yeah. but it's Trent Baalke's gone. The first like yeah, he's the one that goes this time. Yeah, and and really. When it comes to Balky and Chip Kelly, how do you even evaluate Chip Kelly right now with the group he has to work with? He has by far in the NFL the worst quarterback receiving combo in the league. Yeah. It's not, I don't think it's very close. No, I think you're right. I think the only you know one that would be on par with them would maybe be the Rams. Yeah, the, I mean the Rams are right there. They're they're pretty close. I mean, right? I mean, that's that's pretty comparable. But Keenum's outplayed. No real talent at, at wide receiver. They have a couple guys. Tavon Austin can make some plays. Um, Case Keenum is is out aside from Week One has outplayed Blaine Gabbert. Sure, sure. So Kenny, Kenny Britt stretching the field a little bit. Yeah, Brian Quick stepping up. I mean, I mean, Kenny Britt and Tavon Austin would. 100% be starters on the 49ers. Yeah. Hey, let's not disrespect the Anna or the the NFC West leading. Los Angeles Rams. <laughs> That's right. Maybe the maybe the NFC West has seen its run. Yeah, you, you might know? be right. Um, Carson Palmer is obviously not going to play for a lot longer, even if he comes back from this concussion thing that he's dealing with. And yeah, he's on the downside of his career for sure, age wise. And the Seahawks are up and down. They'll look great, and then they'll kind of look bad and mediocre. And and now, um, and I don't know how he keeps staying on the field, but. <sighs> Russell Wilson's dinged up as well. So, I mean, it's tough to stay good for a long time in the NFL. So that that's the best thing the 49ers have going for them is that things turn over quickly and hopefully you, you they don't stay down for long either and they can get this thing figured out. 
Oh man. Hey, Rashard Robinson. He looks solid, right? I mean, let's just maybe a couple bright points before we move off of this game. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Actually, you know what? We're, since we're, we're, we're doing the mailbag stuff, we do have that call from big dog. I want to play that first and then we can okay. move on. What's up, big dog? Gold faithful fan base. Here we are. The 2016 season has been disastrous. Chip Kelly has done nothing to move the needle forward for our offensive production. Through four weeks of the NFL football season, our very own Gabbert has thrown a measly four touchdowns and four interceptions. To make matters worse, he's currently ranked 29th in the NFL behind Cleveland's own Josh McCown, not even a week one starter. Offensive production has been nothing short of lackluster. The Niners currently sit 15th in the league in points, 30th in the league in yards, and 32nd in the league in passing and 10th in the league in rushing yards. Thank you, Carlos Hyde. Cap is hugging the Gatorade cooler, making over $19 million as a glorified cheerleader, and his own coach states he isn't in game-ready shape. So let's fast forward to the 2017 NFL Draft, hoping that the NFL gods have mercy on this gold faithful fan base and land a top-three pick. As I mentioned before, Deshaun Watson, Brad Kaya, and Deshaun Kaiser are all hot anticipated picks. Do we move over to Kaepernick and see what he has left in the tank? Or do we take a little bit of a long shot and see what Christian Ponder has? Not really. Not jazz. Not excited. Thank you. Thank you, big dog. I know he loves his WWF. I, I can tell that just from his phone calls. But oh, uh, yeah. always, he, he gets me pumped up, though. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, thanks for the call. So it's overwhelming. All the Every, every single thing we got when we, I put that out there today about hearing from people for the podcast, all negative. Oh, yeah. All very negative. <laughs> well, even, so, I mean, before I got one more, I mean, at Paul C., uh, it looks like Esquire, ESQ, uh, he says, how bad must Cap look in practice? And how long will it matter? I mean, right? He's got to look really bad because Chip Kelly is all about that consistent accuracy. And if, you know, Gabbert maybe looks brilliant in practice, uh, I, I don't know. I, I just. That's a tough question to ask. I mean, the only time I saw Kaepernick in practice, he was awful. Right, but, but that was right before the injury. And then he, he didn't practice again for weeks because of that right. arm thing. So um, I don't know arm, if yeah. that's what he still looks like in practice or how he looks, but it, it doesn't. It almost doesn't matter because it's. I just you want it to look different. If right. it still looks bad, let's look different bad, and let's just prove that okay, Cap's not also not the guy. You know, just get just. Right. I mean, I guess you got to prove it because he gets hurt, and then you have to pay him next year, right? But then don't even suit him up. You know? Yeah, no, I'm with you. Suit up, ponder. Right. If so you're not going to play the guy. Don't have him out there. Yeah, and I think on Thursday it's Gabbard's show, mm-hmm. and then it's Kaepernick. And I think that's the wins, way though? it's always been kind of going in that direction. And I think it's just it's that's the way so, it has to be. It's but what if Gabbard be. wins on on Thursday night? You can't pull him after that, right? I mean, if he looks great, then he earned yeah. another chance. I guess. I mean, I don't. It's not going to change my opinion just from one game. I think right, we've seen too not. many. And but so, it makes it easier for Kelly not to make the switch. Right. I mean, if uh, he can, he can save his job for one more week. But right. all it takes is one more bad game, and the, the further we go down the line, the more you know, uh, vegan protein powder Kaepernick is going to be chugging, and <laughs> you know, gaining some of that weight back. So it's just, it's just a matter of time, and I think that time will be week six. Just go grab a three by three. Come on, get it animal style cap. Come on, take one for the team, man. All right. So all the negatives out of the way. Let's get back to yeah. that positive stuff, which is right now Richard Robinson. Right? Right? Yeah. Well, we're getting Aaron Lynch back too. I mean, I guess oh, that's a couple of positives. That's right. Aaron I mean, gosh, I, we really needed Bowman and Lynch at the same time on this defense. I so I mean, it's kind of the perfect time for him to come back. You know, our, our second best defensive player. 
Hey, did you know he lost 30 pounds? I saw that. He was close to 300 pounds? Yeah. He was like me. I gained 25 pounds when my wife got pregnant. He did the same thing. <laughs> but you, you just eat with them. You're like, yeah, of course, honey. Of course we can go get a Cold Stone cake and eat the whole thing. Yeah, but 300 bills. I mean, three bills is <laughs> I like. I was nowhere near that. That Yeah, you didn't start at 270 when you gained your 25 pounds. No, I started at 200. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Can you imagine 300 pounds? He did. He lost it apparently, and he's he's ready to roll. Here's the thing. So, how come Aaron Lynch can lose thirty pounds and Cap can't gain <laughs> ten? Well, I guess Cap says it's always been an issue for him. You know, with his thin frame, always putting on, especially now that he's not eating meat. Yeah, I mean that's that's an, such an easy way to gain weight. Just you know, have to have cheeseburger after cheeseburger. Throw in some steaks in there, ribeyes. Get that fat. Oh, you got ribeyes where it's at, man. I love me some ribeye. That's the best. Yeah. So no doubt. Uh, Pro Football Focus puts out an NFL Team of the Week. Rashard Robinson, 94.2 rating. That's great. Uh, one of the top ratings of any player in the NFL this week, and he's on their list with as cornerback across from Aqib Tlaib. And then, um, yeah, so a bright spot there. Trent Baalke, yeah, I, mean, I, I didn't like the pick when Trent Baalke made it. I just, a guy that was banished from his college team, he hadn't played in over a year, which is all the more impressive that he's come back and looked so natural in coverage and he hadn't, he didn't play at all in 2015. That's unbelievable. Almost two years ago is when he got kicked off the LSU squad. And um, obviously he needs to hit the weight still, but he's a natural, natural corner. Uh, so that's, that's impressive. So good on Richard Robinson for coming in and being able to plug a hole. Cause I was worried when Jimmy Ward went down. Yeah. It's a bright spot that came from an injury. You know, if Ward didn't go down, maybe we don't see Robinson for a while. You know, maybe we don't get to see that this kid has that sort of talent and, you know, hopefully some, some similar thing can happen with the Bowman injury. You know, somebody can, can step up, you know, maybe was it Belore? Is that who's going to maybe step in? Belore's going to probably step in for him because uh-huh. for some reason they hate Shane Scove. I want to see Scove because <laughs> I, mean, I, already, I already know what Belore and Will Hoyt is going to look like, and it's not right. going to look that great. I don't think uh, Scove, just brings a spark. I, I you just see it. He can he can blitz. Um, he he just plays differently. He pops for me. I don't know. Uh, but but he'll be the third guy, I guess now. So uh, Gerald Hodges is in there. So who knows how that? I mean, Jim O'Neill. I don't think knows. He keeps flipping him. The guy next to Bowman has been different every week. Yeah, it's really really quite odd. And now they got to go up against Arizona, who you know has been pretty solid on both offense and defense. I mean, yeah, Palmer's probably going to be out with the concussion. He's he's at all the meetings. It's just going to be tough to pass the concussion protocol in that short amount of time. Drew Stanton, I mean, again, it, it's another bright spot for the 49ers, another glimmer of hope for all of us 49er fans, which is why, you know, it feels like we're what getting pooped on by an elephant or yeah. whatever hammered or hammered blood guy said. It's hammered and then Right. Then an elephant eats it and po- <laughs> poops it out again. I'm it made great sense. It did. It did. Uh, yeah. So Arizona still got the great defense. Uh, sure. They're sixth in the league as far as pro football focus rating goes on the season. Seahawks are number one. Rams are number two. And actually, the 49ers are in at number nine, which is surprising. Um, it really is. Um, and it's with the 49ers, it's the pass defense or the pass rush that's been rough. They, they haven't really been getting the quarterback. So obviously, Aaron Lynch will be huge in that regard. But um, offensively, they've struggled a little bit. And with Carson Palmer out, I mean, it makes for a winnable game. You know what I mean? This is the NFL, and every game is winnable when you're at home. And as good as the Cardinals have been for a couple of years, that's a huge difference not having Carson Palmer, Carson Palmer in there. 
It, it really is. And, and you know, it's pretty wild that Arizona's one and three right now, having played three of their first four games at home, albeit they had to open up against the Patriots. No Tom Brady, but, you know, it's still not an easy contest. And then, then they have their second home game against the Buccaneers, actually win that game. Then they had to go on the road at Buffalo. That's tough to travel east always and start that early game. Uh, they got trampled there. And then they lost at home to the Rams. So five of their first seven games are at home. Things have really looked really a whole lot easier for Arizona to start the season than it did for San Francisco. But here we are in week five, and, and both teams are in the exact same spot, one and three. Yeah. Fighting for the seller of the NFC West right now. <laughs> right. One team's going to be real bummed after this game. Uh, it was only two weeks ago the 49ers were in first place. I know. Right after that Rams game. What happened? <laughs> what the hell? No, after, even after the Carolina game. Remember? Oh, you're right. Like the Everybody was right there. Yeah, one and one. So uh, DeForest Buckner still in that boot. Yeah. He's probably not going to play, right? He's probably not going to play. Um, and they've... Another blow to that defense. They've been moving him around. He was playing some edge rusher, which is another... I've liked Everything I've seen from him. Which is another key that we needed Aaron, Aaron uh, Lynch back because you had a 300-pound 6'7 dude out there playing outside linebacker. Um, and he didn't really look too natural doing that. But, yeah, he's got to play with better leverage. He's going to be a good player. Um, it's just going to take maybe a, a little bit of time. I worry a lot with, with Buckner out and with Bowman out with uh, with David Johnson because that guy, I mean, talk about the real deal at running back. He He's off to another great start to the season and – that that's gonna keep me up for the next couple nights here, waiting on Thursday. He's a big explosive dude, and when it comes to the Cardinals' offense, they've been pretty middle of the road in total. Um, their passing offense has been worse, actually. They've got a negative passing grade from PFF. Their rushing grade, though, has been pretty good, and a lot of that's David Johnson. I mean, he's 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 something, man. I yeah. coming out of college, I saw him run out of bounds a lot, and we talked about this on the show. Last year when we were previewing the Arizona Cardinals, and I was even coming into this year, you saw a lot of the stuff he could do. He's big and he's fast and he can catch. And I was still like, yeah, I don't know about carrying the load if he's going to be able to take it up inside because he kind of didn't really right. look for contact in college. And that was a small college player. So, uh, But he, he's good, man. He, he's, he's got it all. all. He's the complete wrong, package. That's, That's right. Hey, do you think do you think that Arizona has four receivers that would be the number one receiver on San Francisco right now? With with Jerron Brown as being being the fourth, I would say at least three. Yeah. I think that Jerron Brown might be might might beat out Dory Smith. It's so hard because I don't know the 49ers are two and two right now with just one better throw. You know what I mean? Yeah, you're right. Smith's he right. was open. Yeah, Smith was open. And I wonder if Smith isn't as frustrated if he'd be playing better. Uh, you know, I th- it just works so much together. I think he's not only would the quarterback look better, he would look better, and they would both look better together. And he'd be going after these balls that maybe are a little bit catchable and, and just fighting for for something. He just doesn't have that fight. Right. And you said it there. Maybe he is frustrated and he didn't look for that because how many times has he ran that route this season and has not had the ball thrown to him? Right. Because it's been proven that Gabbard does not throw that ball. And he did. And maybe that's why he doesn't throw it because we saw the results. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ah. Completely. Frustrating. I completely agree. Hmm. Well, let's do it. It was supposed to be a short, so uh, yeah, we should probably... That's it. I mean, do, all right, prediction time then. Do, do they win? I want to hear yours. Yeah, I think they do. I mean, I Again? think that this is you, it. This I is think the fourth... Gabbert comes out. I think that Hyde, you know, they're at home. You know I love them at home. Yeah. You know I love this team. I, I'm not impressed with Arizona, and if they don't have Carson Palmer, I'm not that that worried about their passing offense. I, Drew Stanton doesn't, doesn't scare me at all. Uh, I, I think that they can win this game. I think that they've been in a lot of winnable games this year. 
Um, and and I think that this is one that they can definitely they can definitely take. And I'm going to do it again. I've said, I know I'm the <laughs> ultimate homer. I've taken them every single week this year, and they're one and three. So why break with tradition now? Well, I'm going to hedge a little bit. I'm going to say if Carson Palmer doesn't play, I'm going to go with the win. Right now, Arizona is favored by four. Mm-hmm. Um, and if Carson Palmer doesn't play, I would put my money on. I would take those four points with the Niners. And I think right. they can be within a field goal. But I thought that about some other games. And you know, they let me down last week big time. Big time. That was a winnable game that they could not pull off. They actually almost gave it away. I mean, they were up 14 nothing, And everything was going right. Um <clears throat> Another yeah, Eric Reed's dropped interception. Either one of those yeah. plays. If Reed catches a pick, oh, you're right. I if, can't believe I left that off. Yeah, or if Tory Smith, if that, if Gabbert throws a better ball, or yeah. Tory Smith, even you know, ish, uh. I scared my daughter on the Reed one. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you gotta catch that. Yeah, and that was like when the momentum was going. You know, that was that 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 they could have put that game away early. Yeah. I'm with you, dude. So, oh the, man, the, the, as far as the uh, Cardinals Niners game goes. The Cardinals have been pretty good running the ball, and they got a good running back. The 49ers without, man, no Buckner, and yeah, really, no I mean, no Bowman. But the the, the way they were scheme to protect those guys now, right? Especially if Drew Stanton's the quarterback. Yeah, and Purcell's He's garbage. To beat you. Purcell's garbage, obviously. Thanks, <laughs> obviously. Tim Ryan. So, but yeah, with the, the way they were gouged by by Elliott, because he wasn't running crazy on him until Bowman went out, and it was instant. But then he did. It was yeah. instant. It was obvious. If they can't plug that, then there's no chance. Because yeah. a team like that, and, and David Johnson will be running all over him. You're right. You're right to be staying up at night thinking about that. That's. The, oh, yeah. But if they can stop the run, that that changes a lot, man. And uh, I I want to see that first quarter Gabbard again. I want to see him hanging in there, throwing the ball a little bit, waiting for some guys to get open and, and, and making some plays. He's shown us glimpses. Hey, and know? if he keeps running, though, as often as <laughs> we kind of want him to see, then right. the cap thing is going to work itself out because sure. Gabbard's going to get hurt. And I'm okay with that. At this point, you know, put, put your body on the line, Gabbard. It's really all you got going for you. <laughs> That's, I mean, you're right. Yeah, on that note. <laughs> so uh, what do you think? Let's call it. It's, this Let's is the, it, yeah. uh, the Gold Faithful short. Let's get a little I bit like of exit it. music here. Ooh, I like that too. Yeah, we're flying by the seat of our pants. <laughs> all right. Uh, Thanks, everybody, for listening. Follow us on Twitter, BD Peacock, Bay Area Wink. Subscribe to the show. Review it. We'll talk to you next time. I've got a half-win, half-loss scenario going. Nick's got a win. I'm all in. Let's see some competitive football, and we'll talk to you for the long week very soon. See ya.